Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We will talk maybe one game because this weekend slate was pretty boring, I'd imagine. Uh, we're going to go through the summer transfers and see who the winners and losers are in retrospect. We'll uh, talk about the Champions League draft, results league, front three, back four, and hopefully some laughs in between. Not if Mark is here. Let's go! Tries to be funny, but uh, I don't think he's generally successful. I'm joking. You're funny, though, Mark. Just me. That's, That's the my funniest, joke. funniest thing you've said all, all pod. Bit <laughs> <laughs> hey, punch. Uh, right. So, um, for the most part, I was looking at the the games this weekend, and I don't know if you guys will agree or not, but pretty much, I know we talk a lot of Man United. Unfortunately, we'll probably do this week in week out. It's probably the only interesting game of the weekend. I don't know about you. Do you think before we jump into that, do you think there's anything worth talking about? It's pretty much standard i do think that whenever there's more games on a sunday than a saturday there's something not quite right and it's never going to be a good weekend of football it was a weird that why do they do that you think like if they just keep the same format it'd be pretty much straightforward but i don't know yeah there was more and games even, even... o'clock on sunday weren't there than three o'clock on saturday which is weird yeah and even the games they picked to televise outside of the man united chelsea game was was an odd choice so. Yeah, it's poor. I mean, yeah. Why would they not pick Man City West Ham? I, I would have definitely watched that game when they picked Brentford Everton. Weird. I don't mind that game, you know. I guess sometimes. I mean, I'm pretty much. I don't think I've actually watched the Norwich game this season. And every time they come up on match of the day, I pretty much like this game. Over. Yeah. Have they ever? <laughs> have they ever been not last in match of the day? They They wasn't this week, were they? I thought it was yeah. another nil nil after. Yeah, they were because two nil nils, weren't they? Yeah, and they were still last. Yeah, they were still dead last. Because the Brighton 0 0 at least was actually a good game. Like Brighton could have yeah. had four or five goals. Yeah, t- uh, Lamptey looking, uh, looking ah, great. He's back. You've got to get yeah. him in the team now. Well, I don't know. I, I think Brighton are on the slip here. I don't know if they're going to do well, it. Their fans booed him off. That was their. Ah, was ridiculous, wasn't it? What is going on? Yeah, see, I, I feel yeah. like sometimes people don't watch it. They just look up. Oh, no, no, boo! Boring They literally hammered Leeds. They could have scored four or five. They're just terrible finishing for yeah. more pay as usual, and um, and they boo the manager. What, what are they doing? Do you know? We're talking transfers. I had a random thought this week. I was like, if Brighton just had like Timo Pukki, uh, some kind of striker, they they might be for the last two years. If Brighton had had a good striker that could finish. They'd be finishing top half every year. I mean, it's just nonsense that they. Do. I don't know why they're not going and buying one. Well, what, who's available? I mean, if you look at it, it's like what are they going to do? Get someone like Rondon or a fucking. Well, there's uh, got to be someone better than Morpé, surely. Well, when you think of people like Ollie Watkins, where they get you got him from Brentford and stuff like that, there's definitely strikers out there. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of them. Yeah, not even looking to get a striker that is world class. You just want someone that can score. The joke again, we keep saying it's like 10 to 15 goals a season up front. You know, like a Charlie Austin type. You know, like QPR would come up and buy him, or what the teams that come up would always just buy a goal scorer. Um, just King. Yeah, just get a goal scorer. And yeah. you score so many goals, they create so many chances. Josh King is a good one because ah, only, only a few years ago he was, he was well, linked with United, weren't he? And uh, it's, it's funny how you can be free, didn't they? Well, Ronnie might be available. Now he's starting on the bench. He's on the way out, isn't he? 
Yeah, they, well, they were saying the interim manager's first decision is to put himself on the bench. So uh, <laughs> there was a lot of rumours. Ronaldo basically is just running, running things. So he uh, self selflessly put himself on the bench against Chelsea. Is that what happened? I, th- I thought because uh, obviously afterwards they were talking about did um what's his name? What's the new manager's name? Dan Carrick. No, the yeah. the other guy. Oh, Ralph Ra- Ralph Ranick. Ralph Ranick. Wait, well, uh, well pronounced. Yeah. I thought, isn't it obviously they thought he was picking a team sheet for this weekend? Well, that's what Gary Neville tweeted, wasn't it? Saying yeah. this this doesn't look like Carrick's team. That it's so different to, to Wednesday. And it's like, yeah, so he just out of nowhere just spread that rumour. I was like, that would be such a <laughs> surprising thing to do, to be like, all right, I'm not going to be involved with this game. I'll wait for the next one, but just make sure you drop Ronaldo. Well, no, the only, reason, the only reason he's not involved is he couldn't get his work permit. He got the job, but he can't have a work permit, so he can't legally take the job yet. So that's why he couldn't it's so manage funny. it. funny. He, he hasn't he got a work there. permit, so he's just, he's just sitting there waiting, like sitting yeah, in the cafeteria. He is there. He could, it, there's no reason why he couldn't. No one can talk to you, Rags, all right? You're not working <laughs> yet. Just sit there in the corner, not saying a word. <laughs> but I mean, you have to say, like, uh, I know they did it in the, all the analysis, we don't have to go into it, but even in the first two or three minutes... And it was probably only the first two or three minutes, but the amount of pressing that they tried to do in the first two or three minutes is more than they've done in the last six months. So something was up. Something was no, see, I think that's that. Like, it's funny. I don't. I don't want to go too much into Sky's pundits, but that was what Roy Keane was saying. Like, it's kickoff. You, it, you just naturally because you're going into the other half. <laughs> like, it. He was like, everyone presses for the first two minutes because you start in your own half. So then you kick off and you go. And it's like, oh, yeah, they... but it wasn't just that they were pressing, it was that they were actually pressing correctly and that one was going for one, another was going for another. If you've watched United recently, where they've tried to press, they don't know who to go. So Bruno will go and then he's sort of waving someone over and then Fred will come and then someone else will come, but they've missed someone. So then there's just a few. Uh, I, th- I, I can appreciate you saying that, Dan, but there's absolutely no way in, in, in the span of yeah. well, how many days it's been that they've actually become that much more proficient based no, on I'm, what it's more to do with the players sessions. Yeah. Just, I, I do think I think it was yeah. said I don't know who said it if it was Max Day or Sky Sports you know uh, the the players just stopped running for Ole and now they're just running like that's all it is for a new manager well if, if I knew that the manager coming in if I'm one of those players and I know the manager coming in is, is Ralph Rangnick and that's how he plays that's what he's looking for my first game I'm going to make sure my stats look bloody great I'm going to run my arse off I'm gonna press. I'm gonna do everything because I want. Hundred percent. Although I'm not saying I'm not sure. I'm convinced by the fact that they actually went out to try and win the game. I think. I oh think no, they didn't try and win it. It's a bit of a. He's playing some porkies here. No, I, 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 I think the. Uh, it's just a player selection. I don't think they they were thinking about. Pre- I think had Oli played that team, they would have pressed as well. The problem was is, I, I've said it on this pod loads. There's certain players that just are passengers when they don't have the ball. And it's name names. Who are you trying to say? Martial, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Martial, Pogba. Like they're. I think in every Oli's team, there was always at least one of those players playing. So, I I think if Oli played that starting eleven, they probably would have pressed as well. But it's just you are missing something without them. Because let's face it, like apart from uh, Jorginho's mistake, which looks like it might have cost him the Ballon d'Or now. Is um, is, uh, so. yeah. He he was he was favourite until that mistake, and then um, but other other than that, we didn't look like scoring, and, <laughs> and, and lost four or five nil. 
and and that's what Keane was saying. With Ronaldo, granted, he's not going to track as well. He's not going to do something. But at least you think every corner, every cross, you you, you have some hope. Where to be he's honest, he didn't. Him. Yeah, yeah. So well, that so might be his role, isn't it? The most expensive super sub that's ever lived. And at thirty-seven, I I have no issue. Like I, I when we signed, well, him, it's, it's fine. You're not having an issue. Will Ronaldo have an issue? If he's got to be a super sub for the right games, if that makes sense. So that like dropping him against Chelsea is is a big game to drop him for. But if we when we play a, a team lower in the in the league, having him come on later in the game, he you you balance it that way. But dropping but you him think as small. Well, but hold on, Mark. so you disagree with him being benched for a team like Chelsea because for me. He's not good enough to be playing against the big sides. He's a detriment to your team. So I would imagine you'd want him coming on for the bigger teams I, because if you need him, then it's he really, score. I don't know if he is a detriment. See, I, I it's a bit right. of a mix. Yeah, we're only qualified from the Champions you League. You're not just Man United fans, honestly. That's ridiculous. It, as, as you're about to say, Mark, it, the only reason we're out of the Champions League is because of Ronaldo. It's the only yeah. reason. Uh, it is. Ronaldo's that he's he sort of paid his own. Like fees purely from the group stage of the Champions League. Yeah, well, there's more than so. 15 million that it costs to get in that you get from getting through the Champions League. So for sure, he's already. Paid so is off. it fair to say that you guys agree with um, Roy Keane to say that Ronaldo is really there just to win cups? The Premier League really isn't your main focus. It's just get him in there for the Champions League and hopefully he does. No, I, I don't think it's that was the decision. Yeah, they, they no, took. No, but he's signed to win to win stuff, and we're not to win a league. You you have to be consistent over the the thirty eight games, and what City and Liverpool have set the bar at is you have to be at least thirty six of those thirty eight games. You have to be good for because they've set the bar so high. And Ronaldo doesn't elevate Man United enough to be good for thirty eight uh, thirty six out of thirty eight games. But what he does do is he raises the a quality player in that eleven that at any moment he could get a goal. And what does that help? Cup games. So you don't sign a single player to win a league, especially the Premier League now. Like, you, you can't just have one player and that turn it around. You need more than one. You need a few. So you talk about, sorry, you talk about the idea of um, he, he's, he comes in to, to elevate other players. But if you look at the Premier League, can you say that he's elevated Man United within the Premier League? Yeah, he's there for cups, but... You also want him to participate and elevate them in the Premier League, surely. And he has in games, but he can't do it every every week. Like the West Ham, who's obviously gone on to be like show they're actually a good team. We only beat West Ham because of him. Like he was he was like our best player. And Newcastle, that everyone was elevated because he he just came, but he can't do it every single week. And that's it. It's, it's how you balance it and say he he's he can't win us a league because he can't play every single game plus cup competitions and then still raise the team and also I don't I think the Premier League's too strong for a single player to win it so I think that's fair I mean De Bruyne has been player of the year and not won the league Salah's been player of the year and not won the league you can have the best player and still not win the league fair enough um with that performance from Chelsea then do you think they probably underperformed a bit you know we've said they're the favourites for the league they just they had a Timo Werner day. I mean, funnily enough, they did it against Burnley. They should have won four, five, six goals. They just create so many chances. What was it twenty-four shots against three like yeah. yesterday? Yeah. They just create so many chances. Lukaku's been out injured and they just haven't been finishing it. Get Lukaku back and they'll 
he'd have scored three or four yesterday for sure. Uh, yeah, Lukaku is a weird one because he's not he he went out injured, but he's just struggled recently, even without injury. Like he was on the bench yesterday. There was no reason he, that, uh, he's just come back. He hasn't played yet since his injury. That yesterday when he came on was his first time he's played since his injury. Well, it was a, it was a weird kind of lineup that he played though, right? Because because I kind of was thinking like, where is it? Where are their goals coming from? Because it's not really their normal kind of goal scores. I know Ben Chilwell's injured, but leaving someone like Mason Mount is where a lot of their goals have come from. I thought it was a bit of a strange one. Zia, he's, well, he's also he's been out with injury. I think yeah. so. They, they have you know Kante was out with injury as well. They obviously just lost Chilwell. They've got, they showed the stat in the game yesterday. I think Chelsea have scored 14, 14 of Chelsea's goals have come from defenders. Mm. The next highest was three for the next team who'd scored goals from defenders. So you can see like how important set pieces and their wingbacks are to the way they play. And that's the one thing actually United did quite well is they closed down the wingbacks. And Alonso isn't Chilwell. Alonso's good, but he isn't Chilwell. And Chilwell's been in ridiculous form. Mm. Um, and Rhys James was uh, just had a bit of an off day and wasn't as good. So they, they're heavily reliant on their defenders for goals while Lukaku's been out especially. And Kai Havertz isn't, you know, isn't the clinical finisher they want. Timo Werner's, I mean, he's a bit of a joke of a finisher. Yeah. And um, yeah, where are more goals going to come from? Fair enough. Um, do you want to talk about the transfers of the summer? Yeah, we're doing our mid-season transfer review. Yeah, so I was inspired to... I want, It was just a subject I brought up because I wanted to talk about what our thoughts are on transfers uh, from the summer basically up till now and some of the teams that do it. So I'm basically going to go team by team, name by name. No. Uh, well, the main reason why I wanted to talk about this, because I think that Arsenal may have had the best transfer window out of the lot. Obviously, we lost. <laughs> You've changed uh, your tune. Eh? You've changed your tune quickly. Well, my look, how, how can they not have? I mean, what, they spent the most, was it in Europe, at least in the Premier League, right? And we're looking yep. at their players, and we've got Aaron Ramsdale, who was a bloody laughing stock. We brought him in 30 million for Bournemouth. Are you kidding me? Look at him now. He might be the best goalkeeper in the league at this point in time. As a Gary Neville. Funny to say that. I was looking at some goalkeeper stats earlier. Oh, yeah. And? Well, if based on goalkeeping stats, so save, save percentages, creativity, all the stuff, he comes in second behind Mendy as basically the best keeper in the league at the moment. In the game he's played, and his saves per game is basically higher than anyone. We might as well end this subject right now, then, isn't it? All in agreement. My issue is he's coming up against Leno, and that's not a high bar for me. It's not, but you're not comparing him to Leno. I think every single game he makes a a world class save. Yeah, and he did last week. Arsenal could not get close to winning anything with Leno in goal. Just couldn't. You needed a. None of us thought Ramsdale was it, but. Turns out he is. I think you can objectively look at Ramsdale and say, regardless of Leno, Ramsdale's playing out of his mind. Now, is he sustainable? Is this what Ramsdale really is? I'd I'd absolutely love it to be the case. Although you don't really want your goalkeeper getting peppered as much as he does. You know, you you think of like Petr Cech in the past and kind of good goalkeepers. They make two, three saves a game. And that's kind of when I'll leave it out, not where Ramsdale's at. The thing where I would compare to, and which I would try not to get too ahead of myself, even though I do think that Arsenal probably had the best transfer window, is actually looking at their fullbacks because you compare. Well, I mean, uh, Tavares. I mean, he was playing against his his opposition would be Tierney in terms of who he's up against, and Tierney's very good. He's just injured all the time. But Tommy Arnshu, is he like Arsenal's best right back since Sagna? He's unbelievable. 
But I'm wondering <laughs> if that's in comparison to Bellerin. I mean, is it the fact that he can actually run with the ball and pass the ball that I'm just getting happy about? Or is he actually a good player? It's a, it's a bit of both because I'll, I'll take that. I, I, I was thinking with Arsenal, they probably have had the best transfer window. But I also think it's because the bar is lower. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and no, no, but it's true because it's like no disrespect. They're, they're, Arsenal are playing great. Arsenal are this, but they're, they're still fifth or sixth. I haven't got the league up. I think they're, they're fifth. Fourth. And um, and it's like, and it's like, oh, it's, it's because the expectation was so low to start the season. And it's like, it's like, uh, uh, under promise, overachieve, which is what I feel like with with Arsenal signings. It's like we got a right back who who we thought we didn't even know who this guy was. And then it turns out, oh, he can run and pass. Great. He's signing of the season. We've got a goalkeeper that's been relegated. He, he, he looks terrible. Oh, actually, he, he looks one of the best keepers in the league. And Ramsdale, I've definitely uh, been super impressed with. The fullbacks, Tommy, Tommy I like. Tommy? <laughs> to, nice. Yeah. He's already on, on uh, yeah. nickname terms with him. Yeah, that's it. Local, <laughs> lad. Back. Local lad Tommy. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I, what I've seen, I have liked. I, but Tavares, yeah. I'm not, jury's still out for me. I feel like he's like okay. youngster where he'll have one in three good games and then that one good game overshadows when he's when he's not so good. Um, and, and what's the other, what's the defensive? Uh, you got Ben uh, White, you got Lukongo. Uh, yeah, Lukongo, I'm, um, Still, right, I, I still feel like he's holding a place till, till a bit till. Arsenal. Yeah, I don't really know what Lukongo yeah. offers at this point. To be fair, he's still young. He's still got a chance. Um, but he's yeah. you need cover. You need to cover in midfield, and that is he, he can do a job there. I, I kind of agree with that. I think twenty million, I think, or just under twenty million, Tomiyasu was, and Arsenal basically stole him under the noses of Spurs because Spurs needed a right back, and they were. I mean, it was literally so far done that they were in a line it was, it was written in a Spurs lineup the week before that's how far done it what that deal was supposed to be so I think Arsenal did a good job of getting him in he's definitely been better than I thought I kind of agree with Mark I think Ramsdale was clearly at the moment for the last 15 games been the best signing of the summer it's the Ben White one is really funny I you know I me mean, I like Ben White I've been a big fan of his I for don't. a long time and when they signed him for 50 million, you were going, what the hell are they doing? I was like, I think he could come good. He had such a terrible start to the season. Those first two or three games, he got bullied. He couldn't win a header. Everyone's like, he's too small. He can't do anything. But he didn't have Gabriel next to him. And I think we all said, when he gets someone next to him, who's big and tall and can win headers, he'll stand a chance. And what Ben White does going forward for you guys, I think is vital. So, you know, you've got basically a whole new back line there. New keeper, new centre-back, new right-back, a new fill-in left-back who's going to play half the season. Uh, you know, they're settling in well and um, the jury is still out. We'll see. It looks like Arsenal hopefully going to beat the teams they should beat, lose to the teams they should lose to and probably finish top six, top seven. And I think yeah. Arsenal fans will be pretty and, happy. And it's, a, it's a good foundation. I do think Arsenal are a, La- a Lacazette and a Bamiyang replacement. Two, they're two forward players away from from being a solid team. Like you look, they're just, they just don't score enough Arsenal. That's, yeah, and Odegaard, Odegaard's a weird one because I mean, like again, I like Odegaard. He's a good player. He's he's a classic Arsenal kind of player. But you've got Emil Smith Rowe who can do that job, and he's kind of being pushed out to the wing, yeah. and there's just no need. Smith Rowe's proven he he can do that job, so I don't know. I didn't. Odegaard, but... Did you include Odegaard in your summer signings? Because although he was, I kind well, of in my top summer yeah, signings. I kind of don't. I mean, count I've got it, I've got him written down. I've got him written down. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends how you want to use it. I don't think I don't think it adds or takes away to. 
the the relevance of how good Arsenal have, has had with their signings. To be honest with you, it's not like I don't look at it being you, like. You got to look at the outgoings. You got to think about what what Arsenal, you know, the likes of David Luiz and others getting rid of them like getting them off the wage bill and those kind of players as well is a massive thing because there's there's quite a lot of outgoings for Arsenal, Bellerin nice. and um, and so it's a big changeover and I think for hopefully for the for the better, I think, for that team. Right, Dan. Clearly you said we were gonna disagree on who's had the best signings or the best signing. Yeah. Who's yours? So my number one signing of the season is actually a loan. Can I have that? Uh yeah, yeah we can take that. For me it's Connor Gallagher. Yep. And the reason it's Colin Gallagher is because not only has he just been awesome, he's got three goals, four assists, but you look at the stats of that guy. I mean, he was brilliant last year, anyway, when he was on loan. But this year, what he's done for that Palace team, we all sat at the start of the season before they, you know, while they had cleared out all the old guard and brought in a bunch of new players half of us hadn't heard of. And we all said, this could make or break. Like, this could go horribly wrong with Vieira or this could go really well. And I think Gallagher has been literally the linchpin of that team. You look at every single statistic. Uh, I was looking at it here. It was highest for presses, highest for crosses, highest for chance created, highest for everything in that team is Gallagher. Even goal contributions, it's him. Um, and so he has been transformational for that Palace team. And I think without him in that, I think they'd have really struggled and they could have been, they could be in a relegation zone. So I think he's that important. So they've, really gone, they've, they've gone off brand because they've gone for a player that doesn't really look like a Crystal Palace player. Doesn't look quick. a little bit, yeah. Doesn't look quick at all. Uh, yeah. But he's exactly what they needed, and he epitomizes what Vieira is trying to do. You know, he's a hustler, and he's a. I, I think we're going to see him talked about for England very soon. I think Tuchel will be looking at that, thinking, well, he could be in my team next year. This is um, what the interesting thing is because you don't know whether you don't know whether Crystal Palace and a player like Gallagher is 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 Crystal Palace is doing as well because they've got someone like Gallagher, or is Vieira actually a manager which is improving the side as a whole? Or is it the same thing? I mean, I don't know if you can separate them between, you know, players like him that are playing better and doing well versus the management of of, of Patrick I, I don't know, but I think if you took Gallagher out of that team today, or for the last 15 weeks, however many games there's been now, if you took Gallagher out, one, they'd have, what, about 10 goals less, and two, I just don't know that they'd have, if they hadn't won as many games, then they'd be right down there in the relegation battle. And so if you, it, it could make the difference between them being in a battle at the bottom or not, that for me is an amazing signing. Yeah, it's always difficult to play with 10 men as well. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no. I, I, I lean, I've, Gallagher, I've, I've, I'm mixed on. I, just because I, I'm leaning towards Vieira being a good manager. And it's... I, Anyone that can get Benteke scoring is that, a great manager. Literally, I've got, because he, he's got Benteke playing well. And I'm like... Yeah, Palace do look like a team with a system, and and they do. yeah, it's it is early days, but I must admit, Vieira has impressed me more than than I was expecting. I thought he would be gone by this point. In all honesty, gone by this point, oh, goodness me! But because yeah, they, had, they, they had a really tough, well. they had a really tough eight first eight games, where I genuinely thought they could easily have no points after eight games, and we've seen Palace when they had no points after eight games with. Uh, what's his name? De Boer. And, uh, yeah. So I, I did think Vieira could be gone just because of a tough run of fixtures. But can I yeah, tell I, you who I think as well? He 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 had a weird time at Nice. He had a really good start. Again, it was like brand new youth team, really good start, and then it just fell off a cliff and things went horribly wrong for him. So I hope that doesn't happen at Palace. Um, but good start, and um, 
yeah, some good signings. Gehi's been good. Edouard's been good. Um, do you know what I think have had bad transfer windows or not done well? The two Manchester teams. Because I don't think Grealish is really kind of living up to the wage bill at that point. I, I have on my list of back, like my list of failures, as it were. Like obviously it's still early in the season. They could come good, but I think if you're looking at the last 10, 15 games for a hundred million pounds, yeah. my problem with Grealish is when I start looking into some of his stats, it's really misleading. Because actually he's like the top chance creator in City. He's like the he's actually got some really good stats on paper. like averaging on minutes you know, and stuff like that. But you know, when you watch a game and you just know something isn't quite right, it just doesn't fit. And he just doesn't fit that system. He doesn't suit their style of play. They get it just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. Yeah, I've got him as a flop. I've, I've see, I didn't do it like team success. I've done. Yeah. Who I think's been the best so far. Yeah, who I think too. have been good, but the best is yet to come. And then who's been a flop? And I've put Grealish as a flop. I'm like, yeah. Well, the thing with I, Grealish I really is can't like, see it, it getting overly better other than Man City are so good he's going to have good games like he'll have a game where he'll he'll look amazing because Man City would it surprise you to hear that Grealish is top three in the league for chances created no but then I bet I bet about six of the other top ten are from City (laughs) it's like they're not at all they're not at all the one thing City do is they they do share their stats out like well the thing with Grealish is that what I wanted to say was the thing with Grealish is that you know, the guy is 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 someone that wants to play with the ball at his feet and just kind of express himself, where Pep is very much about his system and the way in which he wants to approach team football. And that's worked well for a lot of players. It's worked incredibly well for someone like Sterling, who I think isn't as skillful as someone like Grealish, but will certainly thrive more because he's probably going to fit in line with what is needed from Pep more. So... You've got someone yeah, like Grealish. Up, turn up at the back post and tap it in. That's, that's what you've got to do, isn't it? You, that's what you've got to yeah. do. But you think Grealish is just going to want to do that week in, week out. The guy does not show his calves off just to be t- doing tappings. You know what I mean? He wants to step over. He wants yeah. to look like he's set himself apart from the rest of the team. But, you know, I mean, it, who knows? Like, he's taking his chance here. I, I like Grealish a lot. And um, for England, I want him to play well as well. So if he plays for Manchester United... And he can perform, then I'll, I'll be relatively okay. Obviously, you don't want, yeah, you don't want Manchester City being like running away with it. But I, can't, I just can't really, I can't really envision maybe Manchester United. I just can't envision any other big team that Grealish could play for in the Premier League, and he deserves the opportunity to at least play for a big club. So yeah. we'll see. I would put him more in a maybe part. I don't know about a flop yet. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a flop. I wouldn't call him a flop, but they're all a maybe. I mean, I'd put him in the same bracket as I'd put Sancho right now because Sancho's had a really difficult start to the season. And, you know, the system hasn't suited him. He's not really, he didn't start for the first few games. He's had some injuries. He's obviously had a slow start. I think he's really struggling. I'd put him in the same bracket. I wouldn't say he's a complete flop. Like, he should, I'm sure he's he's not a good I think think Sancho's, Sancho's improving. I think he hit the last two games. I know it's not. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> but but he does look like he's improving. I don't. I, Sancho, well, he's not had. A, he's not had a chance though, has he? I mean, the whole thing, the whole discussion is around Ronaldo coming in and kind of putting a bit of a, uh, a stopgap in between his development and playing in the team. But Ronaldo isn't just just there just to kind of score goals. He's taking positions from other players, and Sancho obviously isn't reaping the rewards from having Ronaldo there. Look at him on 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 uh, uh, yesterday, rather. 
that chance he took was excellent. I mean, that's not yeah, a chance yeah. that many people were taking a one-on-one like that on the short well, time. Rashford didn't do him any favour. He, he started looking at him and going, why are you offside? <laughs> Get yeah, outside. Like, I was like, please don't pass doing? it to him. Oh, my yeah. God. What was he doing? Don't know. You can see in his face, but, he looks like four times like, what are you doing? And then he's like, all right, I'll just I'll tap it in then. Funny. But, but yeah, I, Man United saying that they haven't had the great signings. I don't necessarily agree because I think Sancho looks like he's in, improving. Varane, I've got world class, but seems to be made of. I put class and glass as my two words for Varane. It's like yeah. if he could just get a run of games. It just. I guess part yeah. of this exercise is also like has has the teams reap the rewards of getting these players in just yet. I mean, it, maybe in yeah. the future they'll do better, but currently I don't think the signings for Manchester United are probably doing exactly what they want. Same thing with Grealish. Same thing with uh, probably Aston Villa's signings, to be fair. Yeah, because I've put in that category Leon Bailey, and I think I see see improvement now. I think there's going to be a good player. Um, yeah, think, I good. think he's got a bit of a baggy touch. Uh, like He's all pace, isn't he? No, I think I don't know. I think he's got oh, a bit of quality. Yeah. All right. Just Ashley Young's taken over free kicks from him. Now there's he's a signing. Ageless wonder. Yeah. And Ashley Young on a free is a good signing any I'd day. Because lo- I, I was like, I'm interested in what him and Gerard would have had as their first conversation because that was like a bit yeah. of a little rivalry the, at the United Liverpool times, Young and Gerard. So they ne- they weren't like eye to eye. So I'm, sh- I'm sure they respect each other. Like they, they, they're both professionals. They know what it's about. So there's another one on my yeah. list of top. flops. Oh. No, there's another one who I, one of my list of top. Um... Can, I, can I guess this? Can I guess yeah. this? Can I guess this? You're going to go for Newcastle. No, I'm going oh. for a player. Oh, player. Uh, a good, like, one of the top signings of, of the summer, I think. Most important you, for their are team. Are you going to say Lukaku? No. no. Just gonna, he, I was just going to say, because, I like... I. He's going to yeah. say Patson Dakar. <laughs> <laughs> Patson Dakar is officially the highest goal scorer in Leicester's European history. Just don't forget that. <laughs> Who are you going to go for? Who is it? Uh, Maxwell Cornet. The forgotten man, thirteen million pounds. The guy has scored more than thirty percent of all of Burnley's goals. He scored like uh, I was looking at the stats earlier, five goals in his last eight games. He's and he scored some worldies in that. He's got a couple of goal of the months in there for thirteen million quid. Where would Burnley be without him? Honestly, well, they're, in the, they're in the relegation. Zone, yeah, but so. be, he scored like over a third of all their goals. That without him, they literally would be nowhere. They'd be bottom. Well, they'll be nowhere, but I don't know where they're at. Like, yeah, we talking about that you sign in the summer that comes in and hits the ground running like that, even regardless, even if it's a club like Burnley, scoring goals at that kind of rate, contributing to the team, and being so influential and important, it got I say that's a good sign. Well, look, Burnley, like you said, what did you say? How many goals has he scored? Five goals in his eight games. I mean, if he gets to double digits, then they're not getting relegated. That's good. That's going to prove the top. Uh, no, there you go, right? That's the difference sometimes. You need a goal scorer. And so, if he's the guy, well, great. I think that's a good signing for Burnley so far. Yeah. I mean, good for them, I guess. I mean, uh, if they stay up, I don't know how relevant that is. Can I say who's bad? Yeah. Who's had a bad one? The Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah. I, I was going to say Christian Romero. Uh, Christian oh. Romero was the same price as Ben Brian. Oh. 
Brian Gill. Brian though. Gill. But yeah. Gill. yeah, but oh, he's like nineteen. So give him a, you know, give him a chance. That's a young kid they've brought in. Yeah, but I mean, is, am I? Am I right? They spent fifty million quid on. Am I right in thinking that the only player that's playing is Emerson Royal? Yeah. I mean, what happened? What What's happened? What? Where have I, are they all injured? What What's going on with me? I'm, um, I'm, I'm clearly not being watching enough sports. Romero had some issues because of Argentina with COVID. There was a bunch of games he missed because of travelling to internationals and all sorts. So he hasn't played as much as he should have. But I don't think he gets the coverage that Ben White did. They were the same price, basically. And I think you compare their seasons. I mean, what's Christian Romero done? They, they've not been very good Spurs defensively. He's hardly played. Um, I think that's a big flop. Well, I guess they... Yeah. I mean, they changed their managers. So I guess they're... They're clearly not doing very well. I just don't know how well they're going to do. I mean, I don't know. Well, they're three points off top four, aren't they? Or something <laughs> stupid with a game in hand. Yeah. And, and the reason I, I put like Brian Gill as a, as a flop is just because I, I'm trying, I try to remember what it was said when the signing was announced. Do you know, like I try and place myself back in August or July and think of the WhatsApp chats or the, the Sky Sports news about how good this player is going to be. And it was like, he was almost made out like he should be good this season. And yeah. Maybe, but I, I, I think that's hard. A teenage kid coming over to England, like playing in his first major football team. Like give, give the guy a chance in a team yeah. that's been terrible that's just changed their manager 10 games in. Like, no, no. I think I, give I'll him give a chance. Him a bit, well, a I mean, but what, what chance do you want? Because you, I know age is a thing and you've got to look for kind of... Um, what their ceiling is going to be potential, and that's what you're investing in, right? But you want to see signs. Yeah, and he was twenty. I'm just looking. He was twenty two and a half million quid, so it wasn't little money. And El- he, and Eric Lamella. Yeah, but even still, he's not start. I'm just looking. He's not started a single game in the Premier League yet. So no, how can we even knock him? Like he hasn't. He's hardly played. He's played. He, he averages twelve minutes a game for Spurs. Well, the thing is, we've not seen him. And the old saying goes, you don't know what you don't know. And what I yeah. don't know is Brian Gill. So, therefore, it's a flop. Yeah. Although, I've got a bigger flop so far, I think. Go on. Ooh, and he, go this guy came with, came with huge expectation. And that's Saul. That yeah, he's, on my, he's top of my list, Saul. Yeah. That is a shocker. All I heard was Chelsea have got a, a swoop here. This is going to be the best sent, like player midfielder in the league. Well, United yeah. wanted it as well. Everyone was saying, why didn't United get him? Because United needed a brilliant ball-playing midfielder. It's, it's one of those where your team gets rumoured to go with a player. They don't get it. And then you get stick for them not, not getting it. It's, oh, United should have got him. And now he's played twice for Chelsea. One, one game, actually, I was in the Champions League where I, when I was researching for this, the articles afterwards was how how this will kickstart his revival. And then he never played again. So it was like... Is he even on the bench? I don't think yeah, he... Like, he, he cheek is now in over him. I mean, that is that is bad. Yeah. That's, I, I really don't know why or what's going on, but... It's weird when yeah, you look back on... They've got a lot of midfielders, though. Yeah, it's weird when you look back at some of the players that have been signed and, and, and actually left them on all the player moves. You're like... Gosh, what happened to that player? You kind of think, oh, they they kind of had some buzz to him. I guess because when it's transfer season, we, we we probably have a look most days at what's going on and who's been bought and oh, this player's twenty something million, blah blah blah. You know, like, surely they were a good player, and there's just so many ones that you don't feature. Like uh, he's he's been injured for the most part, isn't it? But um, Konate for Liverpool. Yeah, I think I think that's going to still be a great signing. I know he's been injured yeah. a lot. I think mean, he's a. I mean, it's hard to say, obviously not seeing him play in the Premier League and. 
things like that always well, he played two games and he was excellent in both of them yeah yeah but um it, yeah and like even it sort of should help sell but like liverpool have been so good that a new sign and not necessarily playing week in week out is understandable because their yeah. team's been clicking it's it's yeah with so I, I should, in fairness, I should say that about Saul, but I, I don't feel the same way with it. Well, the, the, none of those. We haven't even said who was top of my flop list yet. Ooh, um, I can't believe we haven't mentioned him, especially wait, you, Chris. Wait, did you not say it? Joe Willock. Uh, wh- Joe Willock, twenty million pounds to Newcastle. The guy who scores every time he plays for Newcastle, he's been useless. <laughs> Biggest flop. That's funny. But go ahead. Well, he is. They spent twenty million pounds. That was their big signing. He's done literally nothing. He's been useless. Yeah, but it's a shit you were team. Just saying, I mean, give, what, give the what, young kids a chance. Yes, yeah, give the young kids a chance. He's only twenty-five. No. Um, yeah, but hold on. This is a guy who's had two. He's had two years in the Premier League now. He's not nineteen years old. Like he's older than that. He's, he's twenty-one he, and he years old. Come on. He, he, he signed because he scored what eight goals in ten games last season or something for them. So they signed him. Not one goal involved. Nothing. I mean, I think he's just he's been a flop. I mean, it's probably not turned out as well as they'd hope, but yeah, I, I always thought it was a weird one because he went on loan, had a good spell, and then liked it. Whatever. He's probably but trying to earn his think, place at Arsenal, and then I, I think everyone at Arsenal, you could tell within twenty minutes, this guy's got a ceiling that's Arsenal or above. Do you know? Like, I don't think there was many Arsenal fans who were like, Joe Willock is the future. I, I was happy to see him leave. Yeah, I think twenty million they bit hand off, so. Yeah, it's a flop in terms of I think Newcastle overpaid, but I don't think it's going to be the last time Newcastle overpaid. So, uh, no, certainly not. No. Well, yeah. Do you know what? Can I, I just I don't know if there's any more that you guys want to say, but I've, just to put a little bow on it, is there any more that you you got some interest in? Um, there was a couple that I think are worth mentioning. Like we talked about Josh King earlier. Josh King on a free for Watford is a great signing. I think Emmanuel Dennis for four million could turn out to be a great signing for them as well. He looks a, looks the real deal coming from like an, an unknown Belgium team. Um, and then the other one is Livermento at uh, Southampton. I know they've been mm. on and off, but he's been probably their best player. He, he's Chelsea, right? He was Chelsea, yeah, he was Chelsea you, but they bought him for five million, mm. and I think that's a great signing because they got rid of Brian Bertrands. They sent him to Leicester, replaced him with Livermento. I think that's a big upgrade. Dan James, good, bad, or or other. I think it's been all right so far. I do. I think he. Danny he says no. Fits. It's difficult when you spend twenty five million quid on him. You, you obviously want something. Leeds have just had a, such a tough season. They've had so many injuries, and they've had they've just been really poor. So, I, jury's out. I'm not saying it's a flop. Like jury's out. He was their best player on the weekend. To be fair, I think he's been their best player mean? a few times, but he's not like. But he's not a going to get you loads of goals what he is is an honest player who runs loads who covers a lot of ground i i think he's he also kind of Look, he, he's definitely almost 25 million these days well i mean he's, he's definitely he's definitely premier league standard that, that you know look he'll be in the premier league hopefully for a number of years and just playing i just don't think i think starting at or getting signed by man united might have risen expectations from that probably was a bit unwarranted yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how his his career is developing because if it had been the other way around, like it should have been, and he'd actually because he was at Leeds with the t shirt ready to sign, and United stole him. If he'd signed for Leeds first, been involved in their run to win to the to the Premier League, and had been involved in the team last year, you know, he'd be talked about and probably be signed by Man United or one of the big teams. Now it'd have been, I think, it'd have gone the other way because he's so pacey. 
and they said he hard, he's a hard worker, so he would suit a lot of teams. I mm. just, I, I don't know. Leeds have really struggled this season, and if you're the best player in a terrible oh. team, is that a good thing? I don't know. Well, you just said that about fucking Burnley's guys, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but Dan, Dan James isn't scoring goals and contributing like Max Cornet is contributing to Burnley. Well, they yes, they're above, yeah, they're above Burnley. Burnley. Yeah, not, in, not because of Dan James. That's They were because the first few games when they had Rafinha and Bamford, they were scoring. They're, they've been useless since they left. Mm. They were injured. we got to readjust our, our understanding or, or kind of like thing around price tags because 25 million is like 2 million a few years ago, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Like, what the prices go for. You kind of got to readjust your mind with it, right? Well, this is why, again, Corne was half that price. So then I would say that's better value than Dan James has been. Fair enough. Uh, should yeah, we, I don't know. Should we go to Results League or Champions League Draft? Let's, let's talk about Champions League Draft. I enjoyed this week. No, I had a great week with Champions League Draft. But there's no um, Champions League this week. No, nah, but we might as well do our changes now for two weeks' time, just in case we forget and uh, get this admin out of the way. So, yeah, I had a great week because um, I had, I had uh, what are they called? I had Leipzig in my team and they scored. No, wait, sorry, I forgot. I swapped, I swapped Leipzig for Club Rouge because Club Rouge, because Leipzig were getting hammered. And what they went and done is get uh, give out a hammer into Club Rouge. 5-0. So good for me, Chris. Well done. Solid choice, that was. Wonderful choice. This is just kind of how this thing's going with my football this year. I've got a lot going on, do you know what I mean? I can't be watching all the football. I've got a life to live, you know? To be fair, you still beat Mark this week. I did still beat Mark. You, on the other hand, Dan, had a monster week. You've had a monster two weeks, in fact, and you're kind of, you've taken the lead. Look at that. That's horrific. Zero to hero in one week. So last week, Danny was the highest scorer with 430 points. Massive, massive results from Ajax and uh, Chelsea, it looks like. Chelsea hammering Juve, yeah. And United. Juve, terrible team. Uh, do you know what? So I'm going to go on a little tangent now because um, I think I saw this on Twitter or maybe on TV and it's like um, Ronaldo is like the opposite of... He's like Mourinho, but as a player. Every club he's left now is just turn into absolute shit. So you be careful now when Man United leave, uh, when he leaves Man United. Actually, what the funny, I saw something that was about managers. So when he, I think we talked about this last week. Oh, his internet's gone. There, oh, go. there he goes. The other week, didn't we? But when he went to, um, hello, am I still there? Yeah, yeah, we agree with everything. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great, that's my end of my point. No, when he went to Juventus, Allegri had been there for like five years. And then he got the chop. Then Pirlo got the chop. Obviously, he's come to United. Oli was there for three years. Oli's got the chop. He's the man- manager killer. Yeah, he's killing everyone. Um, but they did well. Ajax did well for you. Wolfsburg, not so much. But it's okay, because you absolutely hammered it this week with 430 points. It's a big score. Big score. Mark, on the opposite end, it's like, it's funny how like you look at the scores and you, you're like, one week, oh, I've got a great lineup. And then one week, fucking hell, Mark, how have you got such shit teams? Paris Saint-Germain, Milan, Salzburg. The only decent sides of Man City, and they don't do well in the Champions League. 190 points. I love that you just dismiss PSG like Yeah, that. well... The, yeah. <laughs> the lack of the, of the yeah, world. I'm, put, I'm putting PSG in the shit pile. Why? 
They, they, they lost to Man City. Man City. You've qualified. That's better than half of your teams you've picked. All right, I still beat him. No, my teams are pretty decent. Bayern Munich, they're going to win the whole thing, maybe. Liverpool, probably. they're probably going to win the whole thing, maybe. Atalanta, I'm not so sure. Club Bouge, that was just a flyer. And um, I'm getting rid of him next round, so I don't give a fuck. Uh, I got 240 points, so still a low-scoring game. But hopefully we'll start getting big scores soon once we get into knockout stages. Mark, you have an opportunity to switch one of your teams out if you like. Now, bear in mind, like I've just said, once we get past the knockout stages, I'm giving you a little clue here, but I shouldn't do. We're going to drop down to three. Is that right? Three teams? Yep. In the last 16? Yeah. Yep. But we get points if the team, if our team qualifies. You get the points if they qualify and then they get rid. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing, strangely, Despite you saying all my teams are bad, all four have a chance. They are. Of yeah, qualifying. All in contention. Yeah. Have Milan got a chance of qualifying, really? Yeah. So they just. Oh, Atletico have been so bad, haven't they? So Milan have to beat Liverpool. Liverpool. So, uh, well, they might because Liverpool qualified. They'll play. Qualified, yeah. So, so it depends what team Liverpool play exactly. So, uh, and, and to be honest, I, I spoiler alert, I'm not gonna change any teams because Milan are the only ones I'd, I'd probably consider and of the other teams I can pick. There I think it will rock bottom. That pop four is pop four for a reason, clearly, because I, <laughs> I think they're nearly all bottom of of their groups. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna you, stick. You're keeping Salzburg, that's interesting. It's I, more I who to swap. There's a chance for. they might not go well they've got if they lose to Sevilla, they, they don't go through, do they? Yeah, but then it's Porto, who are already out. Shakhtar Donetsk, who I think are bottom. Benfica. Leipzig. Benfica was in it, so. Uh, what Leipzig just won. I don't know. Um, I'm sticking. Roll the dice. They're, they're my boys. I, I reckon I reckon Benfica is a good shout this week. I don't want to give anything away. Well, I just have. Yeah, you've given it away proper. Um, it's, it's really difficult. I was looking at this for ages early on because... So many of my teams are like in contention, but could they actually make it through? And that's the difficult thing. Who did you say? Who's Benfica playing? Dynamo Kiev. But that will mean Benfica to... playing Kiev and Bayern yeah. are playing Barca. There is every chance that Barca are going to be playing in the Europa League. In my opinion. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah I, I, that's not. Is that ever? I can't even think the last time that would have happened. That would have been a long, long time ago. But yeah. I, there is every chance that Benfica beat Kiev and Bayern beat Barca at home. There is every chance. Well, I'm trying to decide whether Benfica's more likely to go through or I'm looking at Porto potentially. I mean, still in second place. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of someone in pot three. I've basically given up on pot four because um, none of them are actually getting through or doing anything half decent. Or is that like... I think Atlanta, Atlanta have got Villarreal, haven't they? I know, I know, I know. Tough one, tough one, that. You, do you like that, yeah? No, Atlanta at home to Villarreal. I mean, any of them could, like Benfica, Atlanta, any of them could go through. Porto even, they all could go through. It's a, that's a tough call. I don't know. Rather you than me. I just want to do, I just want to do something. Like, I want to have some kind of part to play in this and just not let the teams play themselves out. Um... This is really bad radio. I know. I appreciate that. Or all really? the listener. Optimistic. Uh, yeah, he's gone from from having a strong four to know, let them play out and dreadful. die. <laughs> <laughs> I mind what I was going to do, and now I don't, which is annoying. 
I should have written this down earlier. Well, the other problem we've got, Chris, is Bayern and Liverpool both so qualified they're going to play B teams. So there's every chance that all your teams lose this week. Yeah, it's a good chance. It's a good chance. I'm going to change Club Bruce for Sheriff just for the crack. I did it last time for the crack. I'll do it again for the crack. Just so I'm doing something out here. What a nothing yeah. yeah, that's a nothing pick. And that's what I'm going to do because Club Bruce disappointed me so much. And they're going to come out and win fucking 5 0. But um, it's for the crack. There you go. Danny, do you want to do anything? I mean, with your Club Rouge playing... No, because the only thing I would have done was swap Wolfsburg out for someone. And um, Wolfsburg have a chance, slim chance, I think, of getting through, but very slim. Um, I I just can't see any others doing it. So I'll just have to stick with them, hope they win their home game, and then they'll get cut. There you go. So Bruce away Paris, our teams are Danny has Man United, Chelsea, Ajax, Wolfsburg. Mark has Paris Saint-Germain, Milan. Salzburg and Manchester City and I have Bayern Munich now I have Sheriffs Atalanta, Liverpool uh, currently the scores are Mark is behind with 1,405 points I've got 1,465 points Danny has taken the lead now with 1,540 points Lovely. Low scoring game isn't it? Yeah it's a low scoring game this season I don't know what's going on but uh, there you go. Results league. Results league in a bag. Not good for any of us. You know, it's um, it's kind of good that we didn't decide to do the was it the three team bets week in week out because we're not doing very well as a collective. Danny, the curse of Danny, cancelled games again. Had Spurs versus Burnley, so we're going to put that aside and leave that as your fixture to. Be played at a later date. Yep. Three of them last year, do you remember? So I've yeah, now got a hand. I feel I feel like I've got power power again. Uh yeah, power or uh, just a loser. Um I went for Liverpool to beat Southampton 3-0. 4-0 was the game, so I just get one point. That's unfortunate. Very close. Uh Mark went for Chelsea to beat Man United. Didn't believe in his team. Um they got a draw, but you get no points for that. So there's a game midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we've got weekend games. So for the pod and the admin reasons, we're going to do two teams today, yeah? Sure. Anyone want to go first? With your first week? I'll go first. Go on, Dan. So midweek, um, I'm going for a Rafa shit show. I'm going for a 3-0 Liverpool away win at, um, at Everton. Why did I think um, Rafa Benitez was in Newcastle? Because I just started writing that. Liverpool, what was the score? Liverpool, 3-0. 3-0. Rafa took the under. Serious in the pressure. In the no, Liverpool to, Liverpool to win 3-0, not Everton. That's what I said, right? Yeah. yeah, you were putting three for Everton. Yeah, away. Sorry, my typing is not very good, Dan. Thanks for pointing that out to the people. You're welcome. I'm more of a pen and paper guy. Who's yours this week? Oh, it's an away fixture. Um, my one for the first one this week. I almost want to tell you my second one now, but I'll go with the first one. Um, my one is going to be Newcastle versus Norwich. Newcastle to beat Norwich at home 2-0. Easy peasy. Let's get them points okay. rolling. I mean, what's, how am I not going to do that? Basically, we just basically what score it is, really. So, 
I'm going to do the return of Jamie Vardy and back scoring. I'm doing Leicester to beat Southampton and I'm going to go... 9-0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Southampton, sometimes I watch them and they're so bad. But yeah, it could I'll be. Go, like, this is a classic. Could be 9-0. I'll, I'll go 3-1 to Leicester. But, uh, That's what, once I figure out how to spell it again, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh. Leas Chester. Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> you try and sound it out and you're Leicester. Leicester sauce. Leicester Square. Sound like Americans. Oh my God, I love Leicester. Favorite place. Would you say 3 1? Yeah. Let's start to beat Southampton 3 1. That is home or away? That is away. Away. Thank you. Uh, go on, Mark. You carry on with this. Okay. Well, I've. The next fixture, I'm going to go there. Uh, I don't normally do home fixtures, but I, I am going to do West Ham to beat Chelsea in the next round. Oof, I'm going to do, yeah. So West Ham to beat Chelsea. I'm hoping I'll forget about it. So the curse of the curse of the 1230 doesn't count if you if you don't remember. So uh, I'm going to go West Ham 2-0. I think me and see this is where I think me and Mark are like so similar with this stuff because two fixtures makes us throw in one real stupid one because I've gone because I've I've like all right I've got points in one of them I've done a safe option with Newcastle to beat Norwich easy peasy my next fixture for this week is Wolves to beat Liverpool at home 2-1 you're gonna laugh because I was so close to picking Watford to beat City this week (laughs) (laughs) Because I've got to pick Watford and I've got to pick do it, do it, yeah. I'm too far. You do it, Dan. I'll do that treble. You do it. I'm back in West Ham Wolves. (laughs) Watford treble. (laughs) I'm just. I'm too far behind. I need the points, and uh, I'm going to go boring. I'm afraid. I'm going to go Leeds to beat Brentford at home. You fucking boring fuck. Like that certain. (laughs) No, no, it's not. But I need to pick them, and I think Mm. I, I think Leeds. I, actually, the reason I picked that honestly is because Brentford have two days between their two games, and Leeds yeah. have like six or something stupid. So I don't uh, even know if Brentford has subs. So they, exactly, they, they, they've got such a thin squad that I just assumed they're, they're going to be dead, and they've got an early-ish kickoff on Sunday, and they've got a late-ish kickoff on what Thursday or something. Uh, on yeah, Thursday. So and whereas Leeds are way earlier than that, so I think Leeds are on the Tuesday. I was, tempted to do Brentford to, I was tempted to do Brentford to beat Spurs. Um, um, that's a home game, that Leeds game, but I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Very good. Lovely. So the scores on the doors. Danny. Danny. You there, Dan? Oh, you don't want to say anything, Dan? Yeah, yeah. No? I was just going to say, do you know what your score is? Yeah, I, I can see it right in front of me. I'm on five points with the game. Yeah, I, want, I want you to I'm, say I'm it. basically on nine points because I'm going to get say points. you're so happy yeah. about yourself, Champions League draft. I want you to to just sit in and stew in this low scoring game that you're. Don't worry, because it's going to be even worse for you when I come back and win it. It's going to be even worse. Mm, we'll see. Mark, we you've got about ten points or not? You've got it. You've got in double. No, let's not. Uh, exactly. I'm out. I'm not. You you can have it. I'm 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 done with fantasy football. I'm about to spend. 21 points or whatever it is. 22 points. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, 
history has shown us always a good tactic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, the funny thing about that is normally it's this time of year when Mark is throwing in the towel and Chris is giving you so much shit because you're like, I can't believe you're just going to do this so that you've now got an excuse for the end of the season to go, well, I gave up, didn't I? So that's such a cop-out. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just had to beat you again. What can you do? Mark, you've got 10 points and I've got 14 points. Sound good? Yeah. Double game weeks all, uh, all to play for this, this, Lovely. this round. Uh, we've got a double game week. We've got, what does that mean? How many games does that mean? 20 games? On a scale of one to none, how many games will Mark watch this week? I watched the Sunday games. I've, uh, yeah, it was the Saturday games I missed. No, Saturday games are difficult. Like, we all I think the midweek ones are uh, the midweek ones are all on Amazon Prime, aren't they? So they are they? Oh, that's great! I'm working so I can put it on uh, on my phone. That's magnificent. Um, but uh, so any all of them are available. Which one are we going to pick? Which game should we pick? The Merseyside derby or? Uh, I like days like this. It's like Champions League one because we each can watch a different game in it and do a report. I'm tempted to watch Leicester Southampton because I do think that could be a nine nil. Nine nil sharp. Yeah. To who? So to, to Leicester. To Leicester. Yeah. I mean, I feels like it. Southampton just have it once a season. It typically against Leicester. So I don't know. I mean, it can't. Not right, well, I'll watch Man United Arsenal. Danny, you watch Southampton Leicester, <laughs> and Chris, you can watch Newcastle Norwich. But they're all on different days, <laughs> so you can watch all three. Of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. I'll watch. I'm more likely to watch Everton Liverpool on Wednesday. I think. Yeah. The, yeah. the kickoff times are a bit random, though, isn't it? It's like you can watch one game's first half, yeah. And then at half time, you've got to flick on this, the next game. Yeah, that so is like, weird, actually, isn't it? it has yeah. to be something. Yeah. It has to be something Amazon's asked for for any particular reason, isn't it? More interactions, isn't That's it? Get like some shit game starting early and then get the rest going later. Don't know. Yeah. Just guessing. I, they should have just banned all games up north as well this week. Just, just, just play. The every... city game was nuts, yeah. isn't it? Just play all games in London this week. <laughs> what, what is with that? What is with not? Uh, you know, you you text earlier in the week about the orange ball, but you're you're right. Why are they not using the orange ball? Like, I can't yeah, see it in like, some games. Yeah, I was like, is this a thing of the past now? Like, I know they have a winter ball every year, but which is the yellow ball. But I was like, yeah, they definitely needed an orange ball for that City West Ham game. Like oh for sure and the Leicester game the Leicester game was ridiculous as well. <laughs> also sure, shows like, you that the cameramen the, um... are still men, aren't they? Like they're still like yeah. <laughs> trying to follow the, the ball. Thing it's like, it's that... The only thing worse was the Brighton Leeds game earlier in the week where they were wearing the same colour kit. That was the most ridiculous thing uh, I've ever seen in my life. How are Leeds allowed that as a way kit? Sorry, I, I meant I, it was nonsense. Yeah, I didn't see it. What were they had a blue kit? They've got like a light, light kit. purple kit. It's very light. So you imagine Leeds only wear it when the other team are clashing with white. So then they have to wear this very light purple. It's like almost the colour of our all talk background. Like, yeah, and they were playing Brighton, who obviously play in blue. So it was like, and it was like a faint blue. blue. It was but just it's more purpley than that. Yeah, purple. Get blue. a clip. It's ridiculous. I was watching the highlights and I couldn't work out who was who. Right? It's just nonsense. It's a new, new, new meaning to the word highlights. Uh, Front three, back four? Sure. Mark's got to get away. I'll start because I'm usually quick with this, okay? My front three this week is uh, second chances. Second chances in my front three this week because um, Sweden's first female prime minister has recently been appointed today for her post as prime minister after quitting it after an hour of being appointed last week. Um, I won't get into the minutiae of Swedish government because I don't know it. 
but apparently just the way that it kind of worked out for her is that she was trying to have a coalition government didn't work out decided that um they need to do their due process where she has to apparently quit on purpose and then she got reappointed and voted back on her you know apparently they've got like eight eight big uh parties and that's why it's uh, quite difficult in terms of their laws and stuff so in terms of making appointments so that's why it's a bit of a complication uh complicated system i guess for her but she's back now so that's good second chances and uh, they can't say it's only uh white men that get jobs back after they've been fired it's it's eight big parties the reason they didn't lock down then because they were always used as the the non-lockdown model and is it just because they couldn't make a decision or they couldn't get past a lockdown through because uh they've just got too many too many cooks it's like Maybe they're just like super cash, like maybe they're just not too fussed. You know I mean, yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're doing their lockdowns now, so a lot of a lot of use that was. Um, in my back four this week is I might I feel like I'm going to be taking someone. So it's almost like breaking news. It's Twitter. No, all right, lovely. Nice. I thought Danny would be all over that. I know you don't use your main Twitter, but you've definitely got like eight burner accounts. Oh, without that, I've got loads. Easy, yeah. easy, easy. I've just got the one. Um, yeah, Twitter is on my back for this week because it's uh, one of its founders and CEO, Jack Dorsey, has decided to step down as chief exec, yeah. which is um, a big deal for some, not for others. I like Twitter. I'm not much yeah. of a social media guy, but Twitter is something that I quite enjoy. I even love Twitter, between... don't hey. that, was his, that was his tweet. Yeah. I, I love yeah. Twitter. I'm that basic. I follow him, so I saw it. Oh, uh, is it? No, I don't, I don't know if I follow it. I think someone shared it. Like I, I follow him actually, weirdly. Yeah, it was a bit worrying. You are you are absolutely up in his DMs, boy. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he tell him about try to tell him about some young footballer. Like, oh, you need to invest in this guy. Well, he tried to step. He stepped down, and after announcing he stepped down, Twitter share price shot up. Which uh, I, I don't know Strange. if that's a good good sign. <laughs> I know it usually goes down and goes back up, isn't it? But yeah. no, Jack, Jack, Jack uh, I don't know. He's, a, he's, a, he's an interesting character guy, proper like hippie, isn't he? But I, it's something I back for only because I don't know if anything good's going to be happening from this. Hopefully, Twitter doesn't become something that's dog shit. Because oftentimes, when some of these uh, media outlets try and make changes, I used to like Snapchat and they just fucking overfilled that bullshit. And Facebook became uh, uh, really difficult to manoeuvre with all the fucking ads and stuff like that. Twitter's still pretty simple yeah. in its approach. Hopefully they don't overthink it and start to overcomplicate it a bit. I mean, the, the only bad thing they did was get rid of uh, Donald Trump. So if that's the worst thing you've done so far, I guess it's not that bad. Um, but then my back four, hopefully one day they'll be in my front three for not kicking me off. Yeah, and how, and Twitter's very useful for knowing when WhatsApp's down. <laughs> whenever, whenever all the Facebook apps go down, you go yeah. to Twitter just to make sure it's not your phone, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, it is a weird one, Jack Dorsey stepping down though, because he's been in the last like six months. He's started to become pretty vocal about getting involved in loads of stuff. He's introduced like the Bitcoin pay thing. He's been like in loads of all this, and out of nowhere, he's just gone. I've resigned because I think this other guy's a better leader than me. It was a bit of a weird thing. I was reading something today, and it, you know, he's obviously coming across and saying that he's stepping down for his reasons. But I mean, uh, it was only some kind of like you know. Uh, business analyst type person and just said it's probably more to it than, than meets the eye and, and uh, it probably is you know who knows I, I can only imagine he must there must be something else he's about to do because he's not the kind of guy who 
I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. He's it's weird. It's really weird the way he's been. Either that, or I, I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm thinking maybe there might be me just being Mr. Paranoid as I usually am. I think, tw- I think Twitter's about to do something that he probably doesn't necessarily agree with. So that's why he kind of wants to step him. Is it going woke? Is it going woke? Woke than it is now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. That left wing cesspool. Get me on 4chan quick. Uh, anyone else want to go? Yeah, I'll go then. Um, I, I was, do you know, what? I took South Park out of my front three just because they've they've got a pandemic special, but that it's worth watching if you just because it, it it's set in the future, so it, it's it's funny. They're all grown up, um, but my front three was actually Mark James Williams. So Ooh. yeah. He's calling me. himself a man in the mirror. But the the one of the greatest snooker players to ever ever play. Um I'm playing this week in the championship. <laughs> I know. Even Chris knows that's a lie. But um Hashtag Big Red. Uh, yeah, so he was in his world championship game this week and he fell asleep. <laughs> well, <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> yeah, he was it, it actually ended up a close game, but what, half, man, yeah, halfway through the game, it was like three one, and uh, he said he, he sort of leant forward and he said he fell asleep, woke up and didn't know where he was, and realised he was in the middle of a, a world championship game. I think so, they uh, said, I think they said to him, "It's your break." Yeah, it's just a uh... no, no one like that. Are we frozen or no, was that just a bad no, joke? No, no, no. I, I, I was, I was pausing for laughter. Like, gotcha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, give us, give us more warning if you need laughter. But, yeah. Chris, we don't got the laughter button. I'm just yeah, going to put a laugh track in there. You guys, <laughs> hilarious. What's this? The instant message pops up. Yeah. Chris says laugh. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that in uh, post-editing. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I just thought that was a funny funny story from no three. Fun. Try and keep it light. In my back four is the fashion police. So... We often talk about fashion police and it's not, uh, they're not actually real police, but now they are. So I don't know if any of you have followed the story in North Korea, but who likes his leather jacket and is sick of seeing people wear similar style leather jackets. So he has actually got a fashion police who has banned that le- leather jacket or anything that looks like it being sold because he wants to be the only one with it. So, uh, so you know, we, yes. we, had to, we were talking this week, Danny, about, you know, why can't people just wear... societies. Yeah, why can't... Why yeah. are people arguing about not wearing masks? This is exactly why. <laughs> yeah. This is what... Whether you agree or disagree, people like me who just get flipped off at the smallest thing. It's this. We're looking at well, the bigger picture. His stance on masks are unknown, I think. So. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure, but... Um, but yeah, it's a so there is a, a real life fashion police. So. Honestly, I, I, if it wasn't so horrific, North Korea is quite funny. Yeah, I don't know all, uh, too much, but wasn't there a thing that about they had to have certain haircuts? Yeah, which yeah, was yeah. like his. So I'm like, this is very contradictory. Like, do you want him to be uniform like and you. look like you? Or like you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So uh, ultimately, he can do what he wants. But I, I used, I do find it annoying when people wear the same clothes as you. In my late like teens, early twenties, I used to be the check shirt guy, and then Chris started wearing check shirts all the time. So I had to change my style because 
I was like, we we kept clashing both on check shirts. I was like that time I bought I bought some trainers. I was so happy with them. I came and saw Mark and he was wearing the same trainers. <laughs> one, yeah, oh, I can't like, believe you bought them. I'm saying Mark's a swagger jacker here. He's the one that takes everyone's style. If it was up to me, then uh, yeah, I would have banned it too to stop you like copying. But <laughs> but Danny lived up north at the time. I don't even know how Danny how Danny copied me. He was up north at the time. It was a. Uh, yeah, I think I'd come down for Christmas or something. I was like, how have you... I was like, I literally yeah. found these in the back alley of a random shop, like, nothing trainers. I, and I was really proud of them. I really loved them. And I've come back and he's like, yeah, I've got them. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So, there we yeah. go. Well, Dan, finish Dan, us, see us out. Uh, yeah, mine, uh, probably a bit more disappointing then. They're both football-related, but... Um, do you know what? I swear to God, you, you need to start this, this first. Is... You don't get this at all, do you? I've been reading about. Football. I actually think this is a relief because the last few months have been like crypto and NFT related. So this is this I is actually not one of them. But I, I thought I'd keep it from you because you, I figured you were getting annoyed at me. Um, my back four this week is Portuguese football um, because I don't know if you saw uh, the Benfica situation that happened this week. So on Saturday. Well, no, no, not with the ref. That was the um, that was in South America. That was amazing, actually. Um, but I won't take that match of the day. Already had that one um, on Saturday. So Benfica played. Um, they called Belenenses, which is a crap Portuguese team. Um, Belenenses had, to had a, a COVID outbreak, and so their entire team came down with COVID. So much so they only had nine available players, two of which were goalkeepers. But the Portuguese league forced the game to go ahead. So they played Benfica with nine players, two of which are goalkeepers. By halftime, they were 7-0 down. Uh, the game was carrying on. So they came out at halftime and said, we don't want to play the second half. And they said, no, you've got to carry on. And they said, right, well, we've got three injuries. So now we've only got six players. And so eventually, but so the, the law, uh, the UEFA law says, if you can't feel more than six players, the game is called off and you lose 3-0. So they eventually called the game off. And it was a complete and utter joke because how they can let that game go ahead in the first place, it's only because it was Benfica and it's Portugal and they just let it happen. If it's the other way around and Benfica would add nine players, there's absolutely no chance they'd let that happen. Well, I I was going to say, like, if I I was the other team, I would just start clamping people, isn't it? It, I learned it from Pro Evolution. If you you have four red cards, you have to (laughs) forfeit the game. But it can get people out. They scored four goals in ten minutes. They couldn't get near them because they they got two outfield players as goalkeepers, and they're two two players short, and they're playing the best team in the league, and they're the worst team in the league. I mean, just nonsense. So absolutely, yeah, even nonsense. Benfica, you think as a professional team would be like, we should fight for this not to be played because we'll get a three 0 win and a week's rest. And managers, I don't know, if you've turned up, you kind of want to just play, I guess. But managers see. and players seem to hate playing football. That seems to be all they complain about is is playing football. So having a week off, they would have loved it. I must admit, well, like when I when I used to play rugby week in week out, I used to think, why am I doing this? I've got to turn up, I've got to play, and I just want to get through it so I can not play. Yeah, but I just do it week <laughs> in week out. I don't know why. I I, I totally understand the, the concept of not not wanting to play the sport that you play, even though yeah. I mean I had to pay to play. At least they get paid. I paid to play. I fucking hated it. I do miss it though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. To play because... again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gagging to play. Yeah. Again. I want that feeling again of hating yeah. playing. <laughs> it's weird. Um, in my front three this week, also football related, is uh, away supporters. You'll have seen this story, I'm sure. Obviously, we talked about the Spurs Burnley game being called off. Did you see the um, the, fa- the two fans that came all the way from Dallas? They travelled for 31 hours. They got no sleep. 
They got all the way to Burnley to watch their first away game for Spurs and the game was called off. I, yeah, genuinely, I, genuinely, genuinely gutted for them. Genuinely. Well, and did you see Harry Kane? So yeah. I was going to say, Feb, the funny thing about the Harry Kane story is Harry Kane's tweeted the back and gone, I've just seen this, gutted for you. Please come to the next game as my... Um, my guest, basically, and then the, the, what I love is the, the next, one of the very next things is someone has gone and fished out this guy, the, the, the away fan, has fished out a tweet from God knows when, which just says something like Harry Kane is crap. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was an American who said last time there was a game postponed. I've come all the way from Dallas. He <laughs> no, no, he, he was on a train. Someone asked to- him. Someone asked him, have you been to any other games? And he said, the only other one we've ever been to was an away game at Stoke. And we're like, what are you doing going it's to these funny, games? It? They might have family that part of the world and just... Well, no, you say that. I'm, I'm, dying, I'm dying to go. Did you ever see uh, Last Chance You? I'd love to go yeah. to America to go to the middle of the fucking nowhere to see this random junior college football team to play. Yeah. I love it. But they weren't going to watch Burnley. They were going to watch Spurs that they could watch somewhere else. Yeah, I found uh, Kane's tweet funny because it was like, I'll invite you to, as my guest to the next game if you're ever back. Yeah, I know. Oh, I was going to say, oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, the flights. When yeah, London, if yeah. you look at the end of his tweet, he's like, oh, if you happen to come back or something like that. I was like, <laughs> oh, let you me know when your, yeah. your flight is yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you're free, isn't it? Um, anyway, I, I thought that was uh, it's. There's lots of funny stories about fan, away fans traveling and all yeah. sorts. But I just thought the whole Burnley calling it off thing was a bit of a. And I know the snow was bad, but the City game went on. The Leicester game went on. They normally you've got to be prepared for this, the surrounding yeah. area. So it it's like they cancelled games with Arsenal before, and it's because they say, "Oh, it's yeah, unsafe for get. the fans." Yeah, that I get. Like, but the reason they called it off was because they couldn't get the pitch clear. But that's because they only had four groundsmen. So look at City, what they did at half time. They had like 20 people clearing the pitch. They had four groundsmen, like, oh, like 10 minutes. This is never going to happen. I'm just guessing, Dan, but I think their financial positions are slightly different. You're a Premier League team, man. Come on. I mean, I just think that's a shame. 40 minutes before the game or something as well. Anyway, so my front three is um, good travelling fans. Lovely. Uh, There you go, Mark. Uh, 7.20 on the dot. Lovely. Yeah. I better go. (laughs) I still need to get changed. <laughs> right, uh, we will see you next week yeah. for some more Premier League action and chatting and all this good stuff. Let's go. Bye bye. Bye.